Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The puck drops tomorrow night on the radio home of the Buffalo Sabres. WGR Sports Radio 550 and WGR550.com. Sports Update. Nate Oates is now Tuscaloosa bound. Yes, the news just breaking a few short hours ago. The now former UB men's basketball coach is headed to the University of Alabama to take the same position. Oates led UB to a program best 32-4 record this season, also the best record for a MAC team in a single season ever. In his four years as UB's head coach, Oates finished with a record of 97-43 and led the Bulls to three NCAA tournaments and three MAC titles. Some Buffalo Sabres news. Buffalo has called up forward Victor Olofsson from the Rochester Americans. So far this season, down in the AHL, Olofsson has 27 goals and 60 points in 64 games. It's very possible we could see Olofsson make his debut tomorrow against Detroit. Some great news for college hockey fans everywhere. Body Armor is now the official sports drink of the NCAA and Frozen Four, which is being held right here in Buffalo this year, and you can score tickets. Just find the contest page at WGR550.com to learn more and visit your local Tops friendly markets to stock up on Body Armor. Now just 10 for $10. Body Armor is the more natural, better sports drink. No purchase necessary for the contest. See our website for details. In the NFL, some big news involving replay is today the owners voted unanimously that there will be a change involving instant replay as you can now review offensive and defensive pass interference calls. Coaches will be able to challenge pass interference up until the final two minutes and then like other reviews, those will be done inside the booth. Sal Capaccio shared his thoughts on the replay approval. That's up at our website, WGR550.com. Some other NFL notes, Arizona State wide receiver Nikhil Harry impressed in front of all 32 teams, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter at his pro day today. Schefter also tweeted that Harry will now meet with five teams, and on that list is the Buffalo Bills. Some other Bills news that Adam Schefter broke today, Buffalo has officially released running back Chris Ivory after the news of plans to do that came out yesterday. In the NHL, just four games tonight, a couple here on the East Coast. The Flyers host the Leafs at 7 p.m., and the Rangers in Boston face off on NBCSN at 7.30. This sports update is brought to you in part by Mike Barney Nissan. Don't miss the fiscal year-end savings event going on right now at Mike Barney Nissan. Save thousands. They're even open this Sunday. For breaking sports news, download the Radio.com app and enable push notifications. Brought to you by your Geico local office in West Seneca. I'm John Simon, for, and remember, it's easy to take WGR at home or anywhere, anytime. Just ask your smart speaker to play WGR 550. I think we really got something in. What do we got? An idea. What idea? An idea for the show. I still don't know what the idea is. It's about nothing. Right. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. The Nightcap. They say, what's your show about? I say nothing. There you go. I think you may have something here. On WGR Sports Radio 550.
Hour number two of the nightcap. Jody Biasi here on WGR. Teased Kim Pagula for 7.30. We never really got to it. We are rolling through calls. Also Terry Pagula at 8.30. So what we'll do is we'll play Kim Pagula now. Then we'll take a break and then we'll come back and play Terry Pagula. If you want to get any calls in in the midst there, 803-0550 is the phone number. Talking a lot on the Sabres here. Uh, Kim Pagula and Terry Pagula talked a lot about the Sabres too but also a lot about the stadium and also some about the Bills as they are at the NFL owners' meetings in Arizona. So, without further ado, here is Sabres president and co-owner, as well as the Bills, Kim Pagula, meeting with the media last night. Kim, we haven't had a chance to speak with you, first of all, since a lot of the changes at PSC. Yeah. What, what, if you could, I know you gave a statement, but if you could also articulate the thinking behind that and, and where things stand with the organization. Yeah, well, right now, as you can tell, I'm, I'm still the team president. Um, you know, those changes I, I felt were made, you know, when you when you buy when we bought the team, um, we kind of took on a lot of things that had been going on for, for many years. And of course, we did make some changes. But, you know, it isn't until like, I think this is our fourth year, four and a, four and a half years. But you really, um, it takes a while to just understand your organization and the people behind it and and um, even just knowing how we want things to be be done how we want things to be structured and I think just now it was the right time uh, once um, you know Russ departed um, earlier you know last year um, and I became president then it just allowed me to get a little bit more deeper into the organization Did you and then a, sorry, so, no no and so I it just it really is a matter of wanting to kind of put my own stamp, um, put, you know, not just myself, but Terry and I, our own stamp on the organization, how we want things to be structured and run. And now that we've got, you know, several years under our belt of, of knowing, um, knowing more, having more information. Some being in the reports league. came to light. Some of the behavior that went on there became public. Do you feel you had a cultural problem? No, I don't think it was culture. It wasn't just one thing. You know, it was it was a lot of different things. Um, some of it was just based on um, whether it was work related, whether it was just a restructuring, or you know. And I've been talking to a lot of other teams around uh, other clubs around the league. Um, you know, how are you doing things? And so for me, it was part of the learning process. And like I said, once um, once last year when Russ uh, departed, it was kind of it has allowed me, and it's just part of the whole progression of how how we want things to to be and, and how we want want to make our own mark and so it wasn't just one thing it wasn't a cultural thing um, it was just a, a, a just having more knowledge and experience what I will think you be looking for that. going forward as far as how you want to structure it and the people yeah, you want to bring right. in um, I'm gonna be looking for well right now honestly I don't know yet how I wanted to look at the end of the day. I'm still learning. And um, I'm now that there's been a couple more layers um, that have been taken away, it's just allowed me to learn more and understand more. Like I said, I'm still talking to other teams, um, been very involved at the league level, understanding the information and the resources they have and how they can help our club, um, just so that we can be better, you know, long term. Um, and that's right now, I don't have a timeline. And I'm just looking. Based on the performance of the hockey team, do you feel you maybe need another layer there, another addition in that front office, an additional layer of knowledge and experience? Um, I don't know that yet. You know, we're still in the season. I know we're close to the end, but usually that stuff, you know, we kind of look until after the season when we sit down and have our usual um, annual post-season um, review. So all that stuff will, will be discussed and talked about with, with Jason and with Phil and, and the players like the normal course of, of business. So we'll, we'll look into that. What's the latest, what's the latest on the uh, research you've been doing regarding the stadium? 
uh, addressing stadium and arena issues, if you can answer those separately. Sure. Um, okay. Well, actually, it's hard to do them separate because oh. they're actually together. Okay. So, um, so we have, um, you know, obviously it's been a it's a private um, survey or I'm sorry, assessment uh, feasibility study that that we have um, gotten CAA and ICON uh, to engage in. They started. We announced it in November, but they really haven't gotten started until probably the beginning of the year. Um, we've had tremendous tremendous um, response over 30,000 people from both um, from both the, the hockey and the, the football side have both really um, come out um, how to say in, in what they were looking they were looking for as well as our corporate partners so we've been talking we've been doing focus groups we've been talking to our corporate um, sponsors and then of course talking to the fans and so that study is still in its early phases I mean because you know like it's gonna it's gonna take a while, and like I said, this is just our own study, and I'm sure there's gonna be others, um, and there's gonna be more hands in in that jar trying to um, work on a plan. So this is really, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what they have, uh, but um, we are at least taking those steps early on, as early as they are. So, but we are taking those steps. I know a so. lot depends upon what decision you ultimately make, but can you gauge at all at this point any indication as to how much taxpayer money may be involved? Here? I, I Honestly, Adam, I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, I, the one thing I am saying, um, I, I, one of the owner of um, ICON was, was uh, really very much opened my eyes, and he said, listen, this is going to be one of the, the biggest, most impactful projects to come in almost 50 years by the time we get around to it. Um, he says, just make sure you keep your eyes wide open. Like, don't, don't, um, I know we all came in with some pre preconceived ideas of what, you know, what it might look like, how much it might cost, where it should go, all those things. And he just said, listen, keep your, um, your eyes, your ears, your, your head wide open, uh, because this is going to be a game changer for Western New York. And so that's what I've been doing. So I'm not going to put any numbers, any, any, uh, anything on it. Is With it the, fair to say last year when you talked to Vic, I think at, at this time, you back, you guys yeah, I'm sorry. Exactly. Last year when you talked to Vic at this time, I think you would express some pessimism about financing for a new stadium maybe it's via I don't want to put words in your mouth but I remember you kind of expressing it was going to be a a major hurdle to overcome in a lot of respects has your view of that at the very least changed now based on what you've yeah. learned from well this? I, I don't I don't know if a major hurdle if I said that um it's not the the it way I want to cost okay yeah. yeah I mean well okay I guess um when I say major hurdle I mean that it's going to take a lot of work from a lot of people the county the fans us the stadium the league the state and I think that in itself I was trying to make sure that people understood and had the patience because it is going to be a big undertaking with a lot of people involved and if, if that's the way I said it in terms of a major hurdle yeah. then um you know the more people as you know that are involved in that process the longer the harder the more involved everyone is going to have to get in that. And so. in the meantime, um, do you see, say, piecemeal changes, for instance, at the arena, score, uh, video board, uh, these sorts of things? Are you are those? Well, we are we are constantly doing you know capex things. So as you know, over at the Bill Stadium as well, and and at. Uh, Key Bank Center, we've constantly every year have put money into those buildings. One, to keep it um, to keep it up to date, the safety, all the things from a fan experience. So that doesn't stop because we know this is not this is not going to happen overnight. And so it's going to be a long process. But at the same time, we don't want to recreate something that we end up having to redo over again. So we're just being very mindful of, of, of balancing that, of be, be doing things that we need to do now. Um, mindful that there's bigger things that needs to be done down the road. Do you so have with, with um, the, the lease coming up right around the corner? I mean, is there at least 
somewhat of a soft timeline that where you need to make a decision? Uh, no, we're just going to wait for the, the study to come back, which we are hoping that this, at least our study will be coming back at the um, you know middle to end of, uh, of the summer. Um, and so then that'll kind of really help us direct on what the next steps will be. And what's the timetable, if there is one, for your 50th, uh, rollout of your 50th anniversary? At the Sabres? At the Sabres? Uh, well, that'll probably be actually um, starting at the beginning of the season. So um, that's something we're really actually excited about. Of course, we're going to be talking about it um, with the draft. So obviously the draft in Vancouver, that'll probably be kind of the first time we really start pushing it. But just very much like the NFL 100, um, the draft is going to be their kickoff time for that. So, uh, But looking forward to We've got 100 coming up. we got a 60 and we got a 50. So a lot of celebrations coming up this year. Once the uh, renovations take place, would Holstein and NHL All-Star Game be on the table for you? Oh, we're always looking for that stuff. Oh, yeah, no, um, we always love to be able to have the possibility to engage. So um, if that's possible and what, you know, it's changed so much over the years. Um, um, so if, if we are if we can get that done, we certainly would take that into consideration. I realize how far are you into the, you're into the business side of things and that there's an evaluation that takes place at the end of every season. But from a hockey standpoint, a lot of fans are upset with the, the turn this season has taken and the performance of the team since that 10-game win streak. What's your view of that and opinion on what may need to be done or the status of things? You know what? Um, obviously, Tara and I, we're not, we're not happy with where we, we are at this point um, of the season. And as thrilling as that game was, I think, you know, all of us knew that that was early on in the season. Um, so, you know what? I, I've learned learned in sports to um, to have more patience than, than sometimes I want to have and so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be patient um, wait and have the season and plan I don't want to knee jerk anything I don't want to I want to sit down and um, you know get the information it's been a long season um, but certainly we're not we're not happy obviously um, and I don't think Phil's or the player or um, or, or Jason's happy either but um, but we got to make sure that the decisions we make are, are based on sound decisions um, and that really can't happen until we kind of get all the information and that happens as you know, at the end of the season. So was a coaching change even on the table from your perspective? Well, Jason, I think, already said it, that, you know, he's not planning on um, on uh, letting Phil go, that he's going to be returning. Um, but that's not to say that we can't always improve. So it's, um, I don't think any time these things happen, it's not just one thing. It's, it's usually not just on one person. So we'll figure all that out and, and know that, um, you know, Terry and I, um, our, our staff, everybody in, in the organization, it, we want to get better, no can, doubt about it. Can one thing, just back to the whole PSC structure and such, and, and all that you have on your plate, I, I would presume it's a lot more just given those changes. Uh, the fact that you are, again, a Florida resident and then having the operations in Buffalo, how, how challenging are you finding that? I think it's fun. <laughs> I mean, come on, we're in sports. I mean, like, like there's nothing uh, more fun than being involved in sports. So um, I'm, I'm actually really enjoying it because, you know, as, as Terry and I make these investments, it's like, you know, we have a lot of our, our assets in, in these teams. Um, and so um, being involved in them is very important to us um, and helping us. The more we're involved, the more um, we feel like it allows us to make the right decisions, uh, short term and long term. Uh, but um, but from a time constraint standpoint, listen, it, you know, they happen to take you guys at one time into our new offices, but we have video cams. We um, I've got video conferencing between in different conference rooms at the Bills, at the Sabres, at PSE offices back to our home in Florida. So there's a lot of um, conference calls, a lot of engagement.
engagement with the rest of the staff, video conferencing. Um, so, you know, hopefully I, I, I get everyone covered, but. Um, so you're not physically being there is not a, you don't see that as, I, an, I, as an issue that could lead, lead to some of the problems that maybe caused you to make changes? No, no, I, I, no, I, I don't think the physicality of it is there. I, I think it's the engagement and the understanding and the learning and wanting to learn and asking the right questions. Um, I think that'll, uh, you know, do do us a lot of good going forward. What were your take, feelings take on two, some of those? Let's uh, take two more questions okay. and we'll get Terry up here. But on some of those issues that led to Russ's departure and the Mike Gilbert situation, what were your feelings as a leader of an organization based on some of the factors and, and allegations that were going on? Well, obviously, you know, those things, you know, those are kind of internal things that I really don't want to expound upon. But, you know, um, I, I think there's no secret that Terry and I uh, want to create a workplace that um, that people want to be at, um, that that do the right things and that project the right um right image and the values that, that Terry and I hold um, on ourselves as well as, you know, as our family. Um, so however that manifests, you know, um, we're always like, you know, we're not perfect either. Um, I, you know, as you guys all know, you know, no one's perfect. And I think that um, we just, you know, those things happen. Um, we're not the only club that things happen with, uh, whether it's the similar situations or it's other situations. Um, so we're just going to take it day by day, and we're going to make sure that you know going forward, uh, we build it stronger. We build, make the right decisions. We get the right people in, um, and in the vision that you know Terry and I see it. Kim, we've discussed the Sabers quite a bit. What about? The other team, the reason that you're here, the, the Bills. The Bills, I know. <laughs> thought you guys wanted to talk about yeah. like like video review, you know, coaches' challenges, any of that stuff. No, sure. you guys, you got to ask me about that. I know. What about the the direction of what you've seen the first two years from Brandon and Sean? You know what? What I what I will say about Brandon and Sean and and Terry and myself as well, because I've been very fortunate to actually they they're very um, engaged with with Terry and I um, and both of us. So um, as as much as I spend a lot of time on the business side, um, you know, Brandon and Sean, they work together so well. And I think that really helps in the long run. And we've, we've been very happy with um, the foundation that they we're building. By far, we obviously we are not a finished product by, um, by any measure. And we have a lot of young uh, players and we got a bunch of new players, you know, every year it's different. Um, but we've been very happy with, with the direction, the foundation that both Sean um, and Brandon have kind of laid out. So what's your view on replaying overtime? Sorry. <laughs> oh, all right. So Terry hasn't ha doesn't have to say it. So I, I think, are we allowed to say what uh, what the decision was? Okay. All right. So they expanded it um, in the for pass interference and defensive uh, interference. Uh, so they allowed us to do it. OPI and DPI. And sorry. Uh, someone will... No, 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 um, no, it's, it's within the, outside of it, it's within the coach's challenge gotcha. still. So um, the, within the two minutes, it still stays the same as it was. It goes up to auto replay up gotcha. in the booth. Um, but they've just expanded it to allow coaches to challenge um, the two. I think, yeah, I think it was unanimous, yes. A lot of discussion, though, so it was, it was good. It was healthy. The best thing about this is like everyone's here, the GMs, the coaches, the owners, team presidents. Um, it's really a, a, such a collaborative effort, and it's a lot of fun, and everyone's in the room, and we're all having discussions, and um, and to get to, you know, 32-0 uh, vote, so as you can tell, a lot of work went into that. What happened in the NFC title game probably helped that along in terms of the vote, right? I would think that that was, yeah, that, that was part of the discussion for sure. But you know what? Any of that, that could have happened to any one of us at any point, And I think it has happened to uh, some of us in, in, in different forms. Um, so it wasn't, yes, that was brought up, but I think we're all looking at it from, 
you know, what if it was our club and, and what about, um, you know, our game? So, uh, but, you know, honestly, uh, like I said, they all came into agreement, 32 nothing, um, And so we'll see how, see how it goes this year and hopefully, um, you know, just uh, worry about the game and not about the officiating. There she is, Kim Pagula. We will take a timeout now, and then we will play Terry Pagula when we come back. It's the Nightcap, Jody Biasi. Stay tuned to WGR. Welcome back to the Nightcap. Jody Biasi hanging out with you for another half hour here on WGR. Let's now get to Bills and Sabres owner Terry Pagula. We played Kim Pagula for you in the last segment. If you missed that, that's on demand at WGR. 550.com. Here is Terry Pagula at the NFL owners meetings in Phoenix, Arizona. Sabres are concerned, and Kim said it too, that no one's happy with the way the season has gone. As you stand here now, do you anticipate uh, the need to make any kind of change with your head coach, with your general manager, anything like that? Well, uh, you know, the season obviously hasn't finished yet, but uh, I think uh, Botts has said it pretty well that uh you know he's uh he supports phil uh phil communicates with the players well are we happy with how the season is going absolutely not you can ask anybody on the team uh so you know something has to change uh we don't know what but we're all going to put our heads together and talk about it but you feel you can justify bringing phil housley back despite the results since the 10 game win streak i yeah yeah, you know, he he's a young coach, and uh, he's uh, he, uh, he was a great player, and I think he can uh, he can grow as a coach. Terry, how much of the coaching changes over the past years with both organizations maybe play a role in wanting to finally stick with one and Phil in particular? Yeah, we we talked about consistency, and uh, you know that's. You look around uh, both leagues, uh, the National Hockey League and the National Football League, and the teams that uh, have the consistent management teams seem to fare better. And, you, you know, you look at, I, I always say, like the, the Patriots, you know, with Belichick and Brady, uh, it's like going to McDonald's and getting your coffee in the morning. It's, you know, it's the same. Or, or Tim Hortons, you know, it's, you know what you're going to get every morning. And those guys, uh, they've been together so long, you know, they're hard to compete against. We heard from your GM and coach perspective on the hockey side. Do you maybe need to add someone there, an extra layer of experience, someone who could maybe help the process along? I don't think so. I don't think so because, uh, you know, I communicate with bots regularly daily sometimes three times a day and uh he's uh he's uh the only three-time gold medal world junior guy in the world he's a smart guy and he you know he's he does a good job you know in hindsight uh it's easy to say now but when you had that 10 game winning streak and and the season was in a position where you you could make a, a playoff run uh do you regret and not a greater investment in trying to to help that cause by bringing in the players who might be able to help help you that way well uh first off i don't know if it was said publicly i think jason may have said something publicly i'm not sure but we knew at the time when we were number one in the eastern conference we said we're not this good but we're you know we'll come back to earth some now do we think we'd come back like this no uh, so uh, 
at the time when we were 17-6 and 2, uh, we didn't think we were the number one team in the Eastern Conference. And uh, I think our guys have showed one thing. Uh, <laughs> at one time they were. They just need to now continue and do that over a longer period of time. And what gives you confidence that that can happen, given the way this season has taken the downturn that it has? The team is so young, and I know it sounds like a cop-out because there's young teams that are winning. I, uh, You know, we're one of the youngest teams in the league, and uh, that's, uh, that, you know, young guys make mistakes that sometimes they shouldn't, but they grow. Terry, we've heard from Brandon and Sean to their responses of people taking shots at Buffalo after the whole Antonio Brown thing and how you know passionate they were about defending the city and things that were written and said. What, what, what was your reaction when those things were happening? First off, I don't know what was written and said because I think I told you last yes. night I don't look at that stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, Buffalo's a good town to be in. We all know that. We're all here. And... Uh, I think Brandon, uh, I saw what his quote was, uh, that you need to come here, see what it's all about, and then you'll know that uh, it's it's a good place to be. So uh, that's all I have to say to that. And, you know, An- Antonio Brown, you know, he made his decision. Uh, we we tried. Uh, and it see some of the reasons behind it, some of the, the stuff that has been looked behind, some of the reasoning behind that. How much does that bother you? And just your thoughts on the overall changes and the reasoning behind it. Well, mostly by Kim. She consulted with me on it, but uh, with the people there uh, daily than I do. So, uh, you know, she just felt she needed to make some uh, some changes, and uh, and she did. Entering uh, year three with Sean and Brandon. What what is your le- and now that you've gone through this big free agency period, what's your what's your level of confidence, faith that you're you're closer to being the team you want the Bills to be? Well, for one thing, these guys work and they're smart. Uh, they uh, time in and we talk a lot and there's such good communication between all three of us and Kim. It's uh, it's just fun to be there and work with those guys and uh, if they can communicate with me I know they can communicate with the players and the staff and that's that's a good thing to, uh, you know there's a good vibe over there. Terry when you were when you were ratified as owners of the Bills a lot of the talk was that there was an understanding that a new facility would be needed for the Bills has that softened a bit because I know the survey came out where it left the door open on renovating New Era Field as it as it stands today as opposed to getting a new stadium. So have the owners in that room softened on what they initially said? Well, we've, uh, we've employed uh, CAA, ICON, uh, and Populous. They're doing a, a market study. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be done this summer. Uh, it's pretty extensive, the work they're doing. And uh, so I can't comment on what the results are because I don't know. We have dribs and drabs of what what they've uh, seen so far, but uh, you know we're open to any option, and uh, we'll see what what the what the market study says. I'm just wondering in terms of the expectation from the league. That's that's where I'm. The league, uh, well, the league just I, I think they more or less want to see something done, you know, one way or the other, and we're uh, you know we're one of the smaller markets, and uh, any way we can increase increase our revenue, they're for it. Have you um, maybe 
asked some of the other owners for advice in terms of people that have been through this obviously yes. it's your first time yeah we do that we do that a lot yeah i know your study terry is part of it but there's been a long held question as to you know a new stadium in what could the western new york market support it from an economic standpoint the model that it takes to make a lot of these new stadiums work i know you're still fact finding but as a businessman do you have a, a general sense of what the answer to that question is i think the answer is probably a scaled down version of some of these palaces that are being built around the country. You know, the thing Stan is building in LA is amazing. Uh, Jerry Jones's facility in Dallas. So, uh, you know, we, we need to do something that's uh, Buffalo style. So, so your response is that you would favor building something as opposed to renovating what you have now. Uh, we'll see what the, what the market research says. What, why are you in favor of expanding the replay? It was voted. Obviously, you guys voted yes. You know, what, what went into that thought for you? Uh, I, I think just to try to make the game better and to uh, erase, uh, you know, any doubt on calls, that uh, to, to let our on-field people uh, make better the best decisions they can you know, to help the game. None of us like to see mistakes uh, or missed calls or whatever uh, decide the outcome of any game. I wanted to go back to the Sabres for one second. I remember your quote that when you bought the team, the sole existence is to win the, the Stanley Cup. Given you're going on eight years out of the postseason right now, what is your level of patience and what is your level of expectation moving forward to get this team really competitive and into the postseason? Well, Where uh, are you setting the bar? We have a lot of good young talent and especially uh, our good young talent, you know who they are, but we've got two of them that are potential superstars uh, with Jack and uh, Rasmus Dahlin. So, uh, you know, those are two pieces that I think a lot of teams would be would love to have, and uh, we have them in Buffalo. So we'll, we'll build around that foundation. You like to get Skidder done too? Yes. I know the NFLPA has talked a lot about you know what's coming down the road. The CBA is expiring, obviously. How much of those discussions, from an owner's standpoint, are starting to take place on what to be prepared for and to look out for in the next couple of years? I can't comment on that. You know, we're Terry, something that... on the football side of things, you got Josh Allen now. How? What did you see from him in his rookie season that maybe gives you confidence that you finally found the franchise quarterback? Well, the first thing I told Josh was you jump over a linebacker like you did. Uh, you do that three times, you're going to be out. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, I mean, he's – Josh, one thing we've seen from him, everybody knows he's got an arm. Uh, what I was impressed from him was how the team just sucked into him and he's, he's just the focal point. He became the leader and uh, he's – a hard worker and he's a heck of an athlete so we'll see what he can do this season but uh, i can tell you this he's 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 going to be a good leader terry whether it be the i wanted to go back to the football stadium or whether it be what you do at key bank center but really primarily football do you have a sense at this point how much public money would be involved in those projects i i don't have any idea no no. Is, is everything still on the table as far as location? If let's say it was new, location, dome, no dome, grass, turf, all that stuff. Uh, 
we haven't. We're waiting for our study to come out and see what what all they tell us, what our market can can support. So it would be everything. So you, you, any, anything could happen, and as far as that's concerned, well, then you go down that road. I don't know. If we build a stadium, do you want a dome on it? <laughs> some people do, some people don't. Do you? I know sure. Miami do you? does. I know, do you? I know Steve Ross doesn't. <laughs> but do you? He's told me that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no dome. No, I, I, you know, I, we'll see what the study says. You know, it's, it's all about uh, what we think our fans want, what they'd prefer. If, if the study shows that the, that the marketplace just doesn't, you know, at the end of the day, doesn't want to pay for it. I think it'd be the issue. Everybody yeah. wants the new thing, but paying for it is two separate things. Mm-hmm. Can you live with a, you know, a renovated or, or just an improved existing stadium that you have? Can that, can that again, scenario? let's see what, let's wait till this summer and, and see what kind of results we get out of uh, what the experts are telling us our market is. Has the league given you any? comments or direction or push in, no. in a time frame or anything? No, no. With regards to the football team, do you have any sense that maybe the hard part is over in terms of the patience of how Brandon and Sean wanted to build this and that maybe, you know, we could see a, a, a turn for in terms of results uh, in the next year or two? Well, you know, I mentioned Josh Allen. Uh, we've got another young piece on defense, uh, Tremaine. So, uh, you know, we've uh, we've got – developing some good solid foundation for the football team too so um you know we got 10 draft picks this year so see what happens let's take two more please good. are you uh, just back to the taxpayer question so would you potentially be willing to foot the bill for a new stadium yourself i don't know there he is terry pagula uh wrapping up there with a question on the stadium and taxpayer money um, so that's it for the Pagulas. Like I said, if you missed any of that, it's on demand at WGR550.com. We will take a timeout here. Last call in the nightcap is next. If you want to get any thoughts in from today's show, 8030550 is the number. 55550 is the number to text us, and you can get me on Twitter at SneakyJoeWGR. We'll go through some of your tweets when we come back. Update that one poll that I had from earlier regarding Ryan O'Reilly and the Sabres. And I want to touch on... Pat, the new pass interference rule, and also uh, for you MMA fighters out there, I've just got like a very quick word on Conor McGregor's retirement. I'm on the radio, so I don't. I'm using finger quotes. You can imagine in your head what I mean there. I've had some run-ins with finger quotes before. Only the most diehard fans out there know what I'm talking about. All right, last call's next on the Nightcap. Jody Biasi on WGR. Our committee credit, there, you know, we were at a 4-4 kind of split committee um, uh, on the idea of putting a flag down. We worked through all of the processes, all the concerns, and we got to 8-0 and, and made the uh, submission this afternoon, and then uh, it passed um, in flying colors, 31-1, which for replay, if you guys know the history of replay, 31 votes for us is a lot. The NFL will be reviewing pass interference. It was announced today. It was approved 31-1 to at the league meetings. We'll talk about that in a second. Let's go out to the phone lines, though, before we do that. Buzz is waiting on the line. Buzz, you're on the nightcap. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good. I've been stewing all day over to Sabre. <laughs> um, 
you know, the one thing about Housley, and then, so you just played the interviews with Kim and Terry Pagula. Yep. And, you know, honestly, in whatever business you're in, um, you know, I, I call I call your show. I'm usually half in the bag, all right. But I'm calling a, a talk show, and I'm half in the bag. So if I'm not making sense, or if I slur or whatever, that that's fine. But man, Housley and Terry Pagula are unbelievable with the marbles in their mouth. Spit it out, you know. I mean, this, the Bills may have gotten really, really good lucky maybe with McBean, and they may have gotten lucky with Allen. And I'm telling you, if those, I mean, it it could be good. And the Sabres better hope so, because I tell you what, without Darlene, and by the way, let me, let me throw this in there real quick, if you don't mind me babbling for a minute. Mm-hmm. Darlene came over here ready to play. Because Darlene had a good year, it has nothing to do with Phil Housley coaching him up. That's in my opinion. You know, he was already coming, he was polished coming over here, and I hope that whoever runs the team from here on out doesn't ruin him. You know, so Housley's got to go. You, you need at some point to be able to talk like a human being to a group of men. You know? Yeah, yeah, Buzz. I, I get what you're saying, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for the call. I, I just I, I get what you mean because that is our window into them. Not just the Pagulas, but the coaches and the GMs. I get it. And you want coherent, detailed, specific thoughts when they're speaking. I'm talking mostly about the coach and GM here. To me, it's more about what they're saying than how they're saying it. I get that you, you want to be good at public speaking, of course, but just, you know, some people, it's not their thing. It's what they're saying. And that, when you try to pick apart, like, what those guys think, I, it's not stuff that I like to, I like, to, I like seeing. With Housley especially. And McDermott, too, at times. McDermott's a great public speaker. But when he gets up there and talks about wanting to score 17 points a game, I have a problem with that. I have a bigger problem with that than somebody who may have a problem public speaking and, uh, you know, is saying the right thing. The thing you want to hear. Anyways, thanks for the call. Um, I got a couple minutes here. So the pass interference uh, rule is implemented. Unlike a lot of guys that you'll hear on the station, I'm kind of on the other in the other boat. I am for as much replay and as much power being taken out of the referee's hands as possible. Because to me, that is the most frustrating. There's nothing more frustrating in sports than when your team is better than the other team or beats the other team, but there's a third team that you have to beat too sometimes, the refs. And officiating seems to never get any better. They refuse to make them full-time officials. They refuse to bring in younger officials. They refuse to make any sort of change that would help in that area. So you know what? Yeah, you better take some power away from from the stripes. Because they've proven in sports history that... They'll get games wrong. They'll make mistakes that will cost teams seasons. And throwing your hands up and saying, oh, they have a tough job. What can you do? What can you expect? Human error. That's not good enough. Human error. Get out of here. If you want progression to where at some point you don't have the error, then you need to take steps towards that ultimate goal. 
and just allowing the same old tired refs to come in year in and year out, have all the power, give them the ability to end a team season for an unjust reason is garbage in my opinion. So I am for taking a couple extra minutes a game, even if it was 10 extra minutes a game. I don't care. How much time do we spend talking about the games? Hours. How much time do they, an ESPN spend talking about the games and these calls and these issues? Hours. Take an extra 10 minutes. Get it right there. So we can talk about the actual game. We don't have to talk about an injustice, which is only handed out by the officials. So you take away the power from them. I'm all for it. That's it for me, though. Should have done that earlier. I was pretty heated on that. I didn't expect to be that heated on it, but I was. Quickly, one word on Conor McGregor. He tweeted he's retiring. UFC star, he's not. That's it. I don't need to go any further than that. He's not retiring. You'll see. That's it for me. Pit Reporter's coming up next. I'll be back on next week. Sabres hosting the Red Wings tomorrow night. At 7 o'clock. Later. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 